Hello and welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about games that give us choices. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Molly. Hi, this is the pod. This is the pod. It feels like this one was right around the corner from the last one, but that's because the last one was late. It was late. Also, this one is a short video game. It was a very short video game. It was very funny. It was very funny that you thought this game was longer than Bioshock. Well, we'll get into that because I have a I have a a specific criticism of (laughs) of Undertale and its representation in the culture related to that exact assumption. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm Hmm. Molly, what games did you play this month? Uh, I haven't played shit, dude. I'm playing a lot of Apex Legends lately. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've been playing Final Fantasy 15, which is a good fucking game. Cool. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I have a, I have a PlayStation 5. I managed to find one with my, with my, uh, stimulus bucks, uh, and purchased it. And since I have PS Plus, you get a bunch of free PS4 games to play on the PS5, which I guess is something they could do. Um, but one of those is the Royal Edition of Final Fantasy 15, and it's been a great time. I've been I've been having a lot of fun with it, road tripping with the boys, mm-hmm. um, guys being dudes out there on the road in fantasy it's one for the fe- world. It's one for the fellas. It's one for the fellas. At the beginning, it says a Final Fantasy for new players and veterans alike. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it says that every time you boot the game, as if you I think forgotten. all of them. I think all of them are that, though. Yeah, I think you're supposed to... I think you can just jump into any one of them. My first Final I mean, Fantasy was 12. I wouldn't recommend starting with, like, Final Fantasy for the after years. But no, that's not, that's a different situation, I think. Maybe play 10 before 10 too. Well, you could go the other way on that one. That might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who the fuck? Bro, you've that, got two girlfriends. Why are you after this why guy? Why are you after What's this happening? dude? I don't get it, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I should play Final... The, uh, 10 and 10 2 are both on Game Pass. I could play that on PC if I wanted to, so maybe Ooh. I'll do that next. We'll see. I did not like 10 back when I played it in, uh, 2011? Hmm. Uh, but I was, I was literally a different person then, so... Yeah. You know. Ten's pretty cool. Ten's okay. It's- I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. I got to the second to last boss. I died for the first time in the game, and I was like, well, I don't really feel like finishing what if, this. What if there's a game that kind of played like Final Fantasy Ten, but it wasn't Final Fantasy, and instead was kind of like a Lord of the Rings? What what game are you describing right now? Because I'm lost. Lord of the Rings The Third Age. Oh, okay. No, I'll play Final Fantasy X. I believe the Third Age is good. I just don't want to play a Lord of the Rings right now. Everyone I know uh, is watching those movies again. The The funny thing about it is that the Game Boy Advance version of the Third Age is like a Final Fantasy Tactics ripoff. Oh, instead weird. Instead of a Final Fantasy X ripoff. So they just went Final Fantasy all the way down. Yeah, there's also the Fellowship of the Ring Game Boy Advance game that I believe is just a JRPG. That's cool. I uh, I enjoyed the action games that they made for those those movie tie-in yeah. games. Those are uh, fucking the, good. Fun fact: the uh, the Game Boy Advance versions of those are like Diablo types. Okay, it must be and weird to do really loot in those. The uh, Two Towers and Return of the King video games in general just great. Yeah, no, I, I got nothing bad to say about them. 
um, really fed into me being the number one Mouth of Sauron fan as a kid. Mouth of Sauron? Yeah. Dare I ask <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about? Uh... The guy who talks to Aragorn at the Black Gates and gives him Frodo's mithril shirt and claims hey, I found that this. Frodo is dead. Found this shirt, bro. You might remember him from this image. Where you're gonna, he's... you're gonna link it. And I'm gonna have no fucking idea. Yeah, I got nothing for you. It's been so long <laughs> since I've seen these movies. <laughs> That is a mouth, though. He does have a mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a defining feature. Look at those teeth. Nasty ass man. Nasty teeth. Um, I don't care for this man. Yeah. Well, you know who else doesn't care for him? Uh, is it Aragorn? Yeah. Yeah. Got it in one, baby. You'll never guess what Aragorn does to this guy. Kills him? Yeah. <laughs> Just one, one and done. Little off the top, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nora, what have you been playing? Uh, have you been playing Legends? video games? No. Just <laughs> gonna I've say, been trying to read books. That shit sounds uh, like it sucks. I started a tabletop campaign. Two of them. How's that going? Seems pretty cool. One of them I'm running. And that seems fun. I hope everyone's enjoying it. I uh, bet they are. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. The other one, I'm a player, and we're just doing some, like, quick um, Fate Accelerated games. Yeah, I saw you I saw you were making a Fate character sheet. I've been there. Yeah. Um, there's, like, this thing called Fate Worlds, and it's a bunch of, like, brief like setting descriptions with like a handful of bonus rules or like guidelines to get you into like a vibe. Okay. And we're going to just shoot through a bunch of them. You do like some quick two or three session adventures in each setting and then just like roll up new characters. Like the first one we're doing is the ether C, which is like a spell jammer type thing. Or like, um, if you don't know D and D stuff, it's more like treasure, uh, treasure planet. The Disney, I think, movie? Okay. Yeah, I think that's Disney, right? Treasure Planet? I have no fucking clue. I think so. I think it's it probably is. Sailing ships in space with magic, basically. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yes, that is Disney. I, I made, made an orc. She's cool. Orcs are cool. Yeah. Uh, that one has a specific thing of like, here's the different... Types of folk you can be. Human, orc, elf, etc. Um, each one has a different approach, which is like clever or sneaky or forceful that they are like generally better at. But otherwise, that's mm-hmm. the only difference. Um, but each one that isn't human has their own naming conventions in their cultures. However, they will also need to have a human-style name to fit into society because the human culture kind of overrides everyone else's as, like, this ever-present force. The dominant culture, sure. Yeah, it's it was interesting to have, like, you know, orcs... Some orcs 
rebel against this by giving themselves the last na- the human last name of like none given or make me <laughs> so uh it's fun because if you're not playing a human you get to make two names <laughs> that is pretty good like the orc names are all like parent name possessive number probably number of birth but it doesn't specify that it's just a number like you know uh robert's second and then your name so like robert's second nora would be the an orc name okay interesting uh and so that doesn't fit into first name last name human stuff no anyway this is not a tabletop podcast uh but it's fun to make a guy and I love to make a guy. I've yeah. made quite a few guys recently. Uh, yeah, I've heard that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also making a, a guy for a Star Wars. Making a Star Wars guy. But well, that's fun. Still, still working on that. Otherwise, I've just been trying to read books lately. I bought books. I would like to read you have them purchased someday. books. I've seen them. Yeah, I, I you know. I don't know that I have much to, much gaming to talk about. Um, well, there's there's one gaming you can talk about. That's true. Um, I guess the last thing is I uh, want to make a point to pl- to like either finish one of the JRPGs that I started this year or like just play another game for fun. That which isn't podcast? Which JRPGs did you play? I started the seventh saga. I don't know anything about that. Which is a Super Nintendo JRPG that was known for being very hard because they fucked up a bunch of scaling stuff when okay. they localized it for some reason. Um, so I, I patched that back to the original. The original, okay, sure. What's the um, other one? Breath of Fire I played a little bit of. The first one. Uh, and I'd like to play Final Fantasy. I've played most Final of them, Fantasy just... the first. I mean, yeah, I, it's been a long time since I played Final Fantasy the first, but well, if haven't... you played a Final Fantasy, you haven't played. I have an urge to. Well, I mean, at that point, it's like uh, I guess I'll play nine, which is like, eh. I liked not really nine. To me, sure. I had fun. I think that was the first Final Fantasy I finished. I'm happy for you. I'm just not pulled toward Monkey Boy right now. Oh, but he's so cute. And also, you can just pretend he's a cat boy instead. That does nothing for me, but you go right ahead. Oh, alright. <laughs> Thought you had a different opinion on cat boys. I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion on cat boys. It's fair. You don't have to. Um... I mean, Undovetail. Speaking of Final Fantasy that I haven't played, I do want to play the the Thirteen trilogy at some point. Oh yeah, I, that, I also but... would love to do that, but it's not on Game Pass like I wish it would be. So it's got to oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that Ten and Ten Two are on there, but Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy isn't. Yeah, I don't know. They're on Steam, right? They're on Steam. Yeah, I don't know I don't if know. all three of them are. I, I think, think they are. I'm not going to boot up um, Steam to look, but... Speaking of Steam, Deus Ex is on sale right now for like 97 cents. But... Oh, I better get that. Also, so is Invisible War. I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get that. <laughs> I, I know did, you fact, are. In fact, I did. 
In fact, I did get that. Um, Undertale? Undovetale. Undertale? No. Nora, what happens in Undertale? Undertale in five sentences coming at you. This is going to be no fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You are a child who has fallen into the underworlds where monsters live and play and fight, I guess, sometimes. Mm -hmm. You want to go home, but, but to go home, you will have to walk all the way over to the castle and probably defeat the king in single combat in order to earn the right to actually leave because the king wants your heart your soul your soul um to break the barrier keeping the monsters trapped in the underworld you do this and decide that it didn't go the way you want it so you go back in time by loading your save file and get a better ending by making friends with everybody instead of not doing that one thing i'll say i did not know you could actually just get the true pacifist ending from the start if you just walk backwards you have to i think you still have to go through the the bad ending to be able to go to the true lab uh i don't know it's not what i was told but Okay, I, I, my that's the way I've done it both you, times. That you had to do both endings, regardless. I, I've done sentence, both endings both times. Sentence four: Alphys is revealed to be a war criminal. <laughs> Alphys is revealed to be a piece of shit. <laughs> sentence five: um, Ultimately, you triumph over those who would halt your progress and move on from the underworld. Hopefully, with. Um, all of your new monster friends joining you on the surface. That is the that is the good ending. Yeah. There you go. That was that was much better than the Bioshock summary. Yeah, because I decided to just do a five <laughs> sentence thing instead of <laughs> looking at the Wikipedia and be like, okay, which sentence will I read next? I don't want to read all of them. You just you could just summarize the thing. Yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> I'm spoiled by uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes having, like, three-sentence summaries I can just read. Yeah, this uh, this game's a little bit longer than an episode of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Anyway, uh, Undertale. Uh, I, okay, here's here's the thing. You, okay. we both did, we both did the pacifist run. Yes. Yes. I was thinking about trying to do the genocide run because I have played this game before. I have gotten the true pacifist ending before. So I wanted to see the other thing. And then I got like five fights in and I was like, this is fucking boring. It's not the most engaging way to play the video game or all of it. It kind of just sucks to play. Um. It's By the probably time, great if you're streaming. Yeah, it might be better if you're streaming and there's people yelling at you that you're a monster. That might actually make it better. Or egging you on, like, kill, yes. kill, 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 kill. Yes. I also, I mean, I was I was posting about it on, on Twitter, as, as you do. 
Um, and I had some friends tell me that it is just kind of a tedious route that isn't particularly interesting just to see a different path in the game. Uh, and I went and watched the Sans Undertale fight because I had never seen it before, and it is fucking nonsense. Yeah, it, it is... It is. It seems ludicrous to see. I have to assume it's actually easier in the moment than it looks in the way that a lot of, like, very fancy bullet hell things are. You know I don't I mean? know that it is. It looks hard. And I, I think if you play it enough, or if you're, like, a bullet hell person, it, maybe it's easy. But I don't think the average person who plays Undertale is going to go Probably into not. this thing and be like, I'm going to do this. No problem. No, no. Um, yeah, and then the the story of that route is basically everyone being like, why did you do this? Wow, that's fucked up. Don't you think it's fucked up that we gave you a game you didn't have to kill anyone in? You killed everybody? Damn, you monster. The, the... Is it specifically, like, how, why did you do this just for the sake of getting more content? That's what I, that's what I was told it was. I have not pursued yeah. it myself, because, uh, I, okay, I want to like Undertale. I really, really, really do. All my friends fucking love Undertale, and I wish I was that person so I could enjoy mm-hmm. it with them, but I kind of think it just sucks and is not fun to play, and the emotional beats don't work at all. I think that there are a couple of specific parts that are bullshit to play, and I didn't like them. But um, every emotional beat in the ending hit super well for me. I was tearing up at certain places, and like it, it worked perfect for me. Even though, um, you know, I think that... Like, there's a specifically, like, when I got to the second, I guess maybe, well, if you count all of the snow stuff as one chunk, then the third area, if you count ruins as an area, uh, which is waterfall, the water area, it was immediately like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't get through these encounters. Like, there was a step up in, in, like, difficulty with the... The, the monsters there um and eventually it just i just moved through the plot enough to not have to fight the flexing guy oh the flexing guy yeah that one's kind of a pain in the ass yeah and then um the spider was rough the spider fight is rough i think i got it in one go but it was close and then the metaton fight i can't Maybe fucking stand it. Maybe the worst. I. It does not help that when I did the Metaton fight, my game broke and it didn't play any music, so I didn't even get to enjoy that while I was oh. trying to do this fight. It's it's frustrating once you like understand what the game is, and like in a normal RPG, you are dealing damage and you are taking damage or avoiding damage at, at, or with buffs or whatever, like whatever the game is. Or there is at least an in, indication that you are making progress. And, and in, in Undertale, you are... Basically, it makes... Ev- since you're not damaging them, you are just defending yourself from their attacks. And sometimes you're taking the act action, but... For a lot of the boss fights, you're not actually using the act bu- button. No. Um, it 
becomes just waiting for the monologue to end. And they're not particularly um, good monologues. And or, no, that's not true. Undyne's are. is great. I love Undyne's. Yeah. She's great because she's just a, yeah. a shonen protag, and I love um, that. And the the thing there is that like you you are accustomed to the game, and so you're just like dealing. Okay, with something that's gonna change, and she's gonna like stop fighting me at some point until like you get far enough in that it reminds you that you have a run button. And you can escape the battle. Now, I would say it does not remind you that you have a run button. Because the first time I played this game, I tried to just defend forever against Undyne. And I died a lot. Well, eventually she will say, you'll never be able to escape in red text from me. And I, then yeah. that was like, oh, game term. Okay. But it's, it's in all it's, caps. And- yeah, but it says flee. Not a, I don't know. I don't know. I did not make the connection back when. That was that was the first time I tried it, and I realized, oh, your little heart just can walk off screen. Yeah, I can just leave. If it sucks, hit the bricks. <laughs> you can actually lead her back to the ruins if you keep running away. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you're you're waiting through these monologues for like characters to act their character bits and um that can be pretty frustrating especially if you're like struggling to get through different things but um everything in the like end game of both endings i felt was great as except for like the nightmare flowey fight has bad music, but that's you know that's fine. It does. That Asgore also fight music boss. is so fucking good that it pisses me off that everything after it's not as good. It's really good. It's really good okay. as the thing. So here's the thing that Undertale does best, I think, and this is uh-huh. a thing that won't hit for everyone, and it's just something that I think is really fun when it shows up. Undertale is always using the UI in fun ways and, like, integrating that into comedy bits, into story moments. Like, that fight with Asgore starts with him pulling out a trident and smashing yeah, your Yeah, he kills the mercy, mercy button. button. That part's yeah. great. It's so cool. And, like, other stuff like that is, like... The... Lesser Dog is a is a pretty popular example. You pet Lesser Dog and its head pops up, its neck lengthens. Yes. And you just keep doing that if you want until he like it leaves keeps the screen longer, and then he comes back. Yes. He just comes back down the screen again and you can go past the UI and like stuff like that. But it's also things like um Flowey using save states to try and like trick you and get you with 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 his attacks after you yeah. dodge them like that shit is also really cool it's pretty and cool. like the way that the heart icon is your cursor and then also is you when you're like defending yourself it's just everything that uses the ui is really good and really fun it's pretty um, neat Uh, yeah, I like that stuff. 
It, it is, you know. Uh, that's, I, I guess that's all I have to say about that. I think this game is manipulative. <laughs> How so? I think, okay. There's a lot of these fights that go on for a really long time. Longer than they should. And I kind of think it is in an attempt to get you to use the attack button. Especially against, like, Toriel at the beginning. Okay. Uh, it feels like it is trying to goad you into doing something that you don't necessarily want to do. At some points. The Toriel fight drives me insane. That's all. Tell me about the Toriel fight. It just goes on forever. It it there is a part where it kind of feels like, oh, I don't get to like what am I not what am I doing wrong here? Yeah. Um I think the Toriel fight is that more than any others. That might because be true, it's like, but it's the, it's first, like the first one, so it leaves yeah. a really bad taste in my mouth for the rest of it. And also, it's not like the... It's not like the... Uh, every boss fight in this game needs to be about uh, six to ten phases shorter. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, it's not like they, they're long, but they are, like... It is, like, intensive to focus on so many. Yes, and, like, the Papyrus fight goes on forever! Oh, but One that's worth trillion it, though, for years. when he uses his cool dude attack. Okay, no, it's not. It was, it's not that funny! But it says cool dude, and then there's one tiny little bone. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the obvious joke, yes. Well. <laughs> it's not a good... It's... Yes, it's kind of funny, but it was not worth <laughs> the 15 minutes it took to get there. That's an exaggeration, but it's a long time. Yeah, um... I think a lot of my problems with Undertale come down to X was too long. Or too intricate. And I think that the game being a little smaller uh, would... would um, would make it hit better. Which is weird, because it's not a big game. But it feels like pad. it's trying to pad out its length. Which it doesn't that, need to do. People like short games. That's true, but I wonder if that's like... This is a 2015 Kickstarter game. And it's like... It almost feels like it's not very confident in being small. Maybe I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Toby Fox was thinking when he was writing Undertale. That's fair. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I I and also I don't like a lot of the a lot of the stuff. I really liked the second time around. I really liked going back. Um, I think the Papyrus date is a little weird. That guy's <laughs> just kind of a weirdo in a way that I'm like I don't know. Um, but the Undyne. Uh, scene where you go back and make friends with her is great. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. The Alphys one is okay. Um, but then you do the True Lab and you're like, well, that kind of just ruined a lot of what just happened for me, huh? Do you want to talk about the True Lab? Uh, where Alphys does a lot of experiments on uh, removing the souls from monsters and trying to inject them with determination. <laughs> Yeah, this makes uh, new monsters, which are 
a bunch of other monsters sort of fused together and yes. uh, sort of spooky. I don't like it. I know people are like, well, you know, she was just doing the thing because they want to escape the the underground. But I'm like, I don't know, man. There's apparently a hole you can just fall down at any time. Why don't they put a ladder? Why don't they put a ladder? I, this is a ridiculous thing to say. Yes, I realize. However, <laughs> there is just a way have, people keep getting in. Just have Undyne throw people. I... Th- the other thing... So... The my my problem with this is that like okay so there is a barrier sure like yeah I'm I'm with you there I'm, I got it you can just leave though right as a human yes so like why do you even do that Asgore fight why don't you just like walk past him he won't let you this is that that would be the mercy button right I guess that would but be you, the the flea yeah, button but if is you, under mercy yeah but if you just get through the barrier he can't follow you but he. Look, I know it's like a. Vir- this, I know it's a thing. I know this is a video thing. game. This is a thing that do- they do kind of talk about, um, and like Toriel calls out Asgore for this, of like, you can go through the barrier with one soul, you just need seven to break it. Yeah. So they could have gone out of the barrier. And found other souls and come yes. back and broken it. But instead, Asgore is relying on the hole that produces children at the top yes. of the mountain. <laughs> yes, it's fucked. <sighs> it's and I'm fu- supposed to like that guy. You're supposed to, like, understand that guy and, and I don't know. I'm supposed to I, like I that feel guy, like, I'm pretty sure. He's very divorced. Like the- I feel like the game puts a distance between you and Asgore. And you said divorced, and I think that's exactly the, the vibe. <laughs> well, he's divorced from Toriel. He's not divorced from Frisk. I don't... I, I don't know. I got I got beef the, with this game. I don't think it connects the way... I just don't get it. I just don't get where it connects with people, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, should we talk about Flowey and Asriel? I hate this shit. <laughs> This sucks! So you defeat... So you have to fight. You have to actually fight Asgore. Yes. You ha- you have to... Uh, another thing. I wasted a lot of deaths on this the first time I played it because I thought that they would give me my mercy button back at some point because, you know, power of friendship and all that. Uh, and it doesn't do that, which I think is stupid, but whatever. It does eventually. No, you have to kill him. You get the mercy button after you fight him. Right. That's not. Th- that's not the same thing. I, well, you know. regardless, you defeat Asgore, and he's like wounded, and then you're allowed to kill or spare him, and uh, regardless of your choice here, he dies because Flowey is a little f- happy little flower. At the beginning, who tries to kill you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And also, if you... uh, If you boot the game even once, and I'm playing on PS4, even without saving, if you reset, uh, Flyway is like, oh, hey, welcome back. Uh, Yeah, it still remembered my save from 2015, despite me going through Xbox Game Pass this time. Uh, because I think it's Wild. just somewhere in the system files, which, whatever, man. 
Um, it's hidden in a weird place, I think. Yeah, this was apparently a thing when the game released, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. I'm just kind of annoyed that it remembered that because I wanted to have a fresh file, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, finally takes the souls. He becomes big. And he, um, tries to kill you. I feel like he doesn't say the... This this incomplete version and in the in the like neutral ending as has less going on. Um I'm I'm blanking on exactly what what this version of Flowey is like saying uh, it's, and doing. Well, he's just saying that he's gonna kill you over and over. That's that's pretty much it, just because you're an idiot right, this who is, doesn't this understand. Is vengeful, this is vengeful Flowey. Yeah, and you know, you get helped out by the other souls that Flowey had absorbed. Uh, and yeah, then you, you can call for help. Yeah, and then you go to spare Flowey after you win the fight, uh, and he's like, "Oh, I bet you want a better ending than this, huh, buddy? You can if if you know go go back go and make friends. friends with the other people." It's like, okay, sure. I thought I did, but whatever. I mean, you definitely um, didn't with Undyne. That's for sure. Yeah, I didn't think to go back and check because I had forgotten I that I found her house. Yeah. Uh, I definitely did the papyrus date at the beginning of the game. I didn't, because I was just like, oh yeah, I did the thing, time to go. Dating start. Yeah, the it, it's kind of funny, at the same time I think it's a little weird, I don't know, he's a weird dude, I said as much. Yeah. He's just a weird dude. Um, then you go, you make friends with everybody, and this allows you to get into the lab... Where you find all the spooky stuff, because I guess Toby Fox played some of those horror RPG maker games, because that's the vibes I get from the True Lab stuff. Um, I think it's bad. It's I think this part's not good. Because Alphys is like, I need to own up to what I did. I need to tell everybody that I did these horrible things. That doesn't happen on screen. No. And You just, you just leave. You just leave, and then at the end of the game, after you win the actual final boss, all the amalgams are just, like, hanging out with everyone and like, Well, Mom's a monster now, but it's kind of chill. Oh, is that what... When it, do you have to, like, go backwards for that? Yeah. Oh, okay, see, I just I just finished the game. I did not, like, take the offer oh. to go backwards into the town again. Th- there's a reason I did this. Please. And, and it took 20 minutes... Uh-huh. For not really all that much content. But I walked down all the elevators to get to the boatman in Heatland. Yeah. Took the boat to Snowden. Walked through all of the snow areas and all of the ruins to get to the first screen of the game where Flowey used to be. Uh-huh. And Azriel is there. Oh. Yeah. And you can have, like, a nice conversation with him where he's like, hey, it's probably best if nobody knows that I'm here or that I exist. Go be with your friends, and if you see me again in the future, don't think of it as me, me. Think of me as I used to be, because he's going to, like, fade away after all of this stuff. But he already did. Why is he there? He's lingering. But, okay, sure, whatever. 
But it's like, if you go all the way back to the beginning, you'll get a little conversation with him where you'll say your final goodbyes, and he's like, no, go, you you have to go and be with your friends, and remember remember who I used to be, and stuff. He's not a fucking character. I can't remember who he used to be because you weren't in the game. It's a weird thing, because he, like, is projecting an old friendship with another human onto you for a little while. Yes, and, like, that's why when you name your character, it's that and all this, but... Yeah. It doesn't Um, work for me. After you leave the lab, um, you go to the final battle again, and when you go to fight Asgore... Once you're friends with everybody, they'll show up and prevent everyone from fighting, and we're all, hey, we're all friends, right? Yeah, Toriel shows up and is like, you dumbass, why are you fighting more humans? Why are you kicking this child? Knock it off. Uh, Fun fact, I I didn't realize this at first, but Toriel and Asgore have the same attacks in their uh, combats. It's just that uh, Asgore's are way bigger. Yes. (laughs) Um... And then everyone helpfully stands in a line. And if you've watched Ruby, especially Ruby season three, you know that the most dangerous thing that a group of bad formation can do is to stand in a perfect line. Poor (laughs) form. Because instantly, Flowey comes in, kills everybody. Also, all the NPCs. Well, I guess are they dead? I don't know. Well, all of the NPCs are here too. All the monsters from the world are here. Flowey comes in and grabs everybody with vines. He takes the six human souls that Asgore has and takes the souls of all the monsters. Yeah. And becomes his true form, which is uh, the the child of Asgore and Toriel. And uh, he's goat man. But like, I'm not snoring. As this is nobody. It's fine. It works. No, it doesn't. This character's not in the game. He, uh, he shows up at the end of the game. Yeah, he's, he's game. supposed to be an impactful final boss, and I don't care. I just don't care about him because he wasn't in the game. There's like some throwaway text about how the backstory is he was killed by humans. That's why Asgore's killing guys. But it's not like interesting. So he's here. And he doesn't want to lose the ability to... He, they say he wants you to keep playing with him. And in order to do that, he will reset stuff so that you will never leave. Yeah, if he, he keeps keep... resetting you back to the beginning of the game, you'll stay forever. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, he's very lonely. Um... And you have the big fight where you call out to each of the, like, what it says is, like, you can't, um, you can't act anymore, but you can, you can reach your save, and you can maybe save something else. And then you hit, now the act button is replaced with the save button, and you hit save and you pick a character who's inside of Azriel and you sort of like reach out and they get like their cool friend moment of like you have to remind them of who they are and um 
draw and the them stuff out. you did together. Yeah. It it echoes the the interactions you've had with them, or in the case of uh, Asgore and Toriel, it echoes like just the the things you you know about them and as you've like talked to them. You I will really say hang out with them that much. It would help a lot more if the game pointed you backwards like before that ending to go make friends with everyone. Because if you're drawing back on things you did, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, it is much less impactful if it's something you did a couple hours ago in the plot. In my opinion, I wish they pointed mm. you backwards sooner. Do you think it would be like you go in and you like have the confrontation with Azriel and he he does do like, "Oh, I'm going to reset everything so that you won't leave and then you walk no like, i'm a- saying before the first asgore fight the game like points you back or instead of not having those character cell phone numbers like until you make friends with them if when you finish those fights you found those phone numbers and they called you and said like hey i wanted to talk to you about something it would be a much mm-hmm. better put together thing because instead of just you know it's i'm just kind of walking around man i I'm making progress because the game has not presented any other option, you know? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. suggest you go backwards. Toriel doesn't answer her phone. There's no chance to go back and talk yeah. to her. Like, yeah. so it makes me think there's nothing back there. Does that make sense? That's, yeah, that makes sense. It would be more impactful to me if these were things that you did. Because, like, the the end content, if you go do those friendship things and then go to the end, that's like an hour total, tops. This not it's not long. Maybe maybe yeah, an hour so and a half. So it's is, less impactful. Maybe this is where I talk about the thing I was going to say. Okay. Because this is a thing that happened to Near Automata as well. People say, "Oh, you have you just you play it again to get the set, the better ending." And it's not I I have always thought that you play through the game twice to get the true pacifist ending. Oh, Undertale? Yeah. No, 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 no. I had no idea that it was more like, hey, post-game, pre-final boss, go finish side objectives, and then come back and get the real ending. Which is closer to what this game is. But I, the way that people talked about it, I just assumed that you had to play through... No. I thought that the, the intent was you played through... And understood the capability of I could choose a path. And then on your second playthrough, then you now, with that knowledge, it counts for you to choose that path and, like, commit to it. And I thought that it made you do everything twice. And after the first ending, it, like, gave you post-game changes for the new game plus. Um, I don't know if that would be better or worse for me. It would be a bigger game, but yeah, maybe but it's it already might re- too long. Yeah, um, I wonder if that would like force it to draw more character material out. Then maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, and maybe maybe that would end up being a more satisfying version of it. Because, and also a thing that you said is that there's the moment in New Home where you find the second mirror, and it says, "Despite everything, it's still you." That kind of thing would work better, I think, in a longer cyclical situation. Or, man, what if New Home only shows up that second time? 
Like that would make that would be way mm. better. Um, why did Toriel yeah. just build the same house a second time in the ruins? What's going on here? What are you doing? It's the Toriel? other way around. Wait, new what? home is new home is the new home. It's a copy of the of the old one. Wait, but that's not the but the ruins isn't the castle. No, that doesn't make any the, sense. The ruins is where they started, and then they moved out. What? What? That's why what? it's called New Home. What? I. This is in all of the bookshelves in the Toriel. logistics of this does not make any sense to me. <laughs> the ruins. Why are did the... Toriel? But okay, so, so why is Asgore in a castle then? They, they moved, built a castle after. They, yes, but he was already they, the king. Okay, as I understand it, the monsters were banished to the underworld, right? Yeah. They made a society and called it home. Then they moved toward the barrier and built a new home closer to the barrier and that's where Asgore lives. What? what? This is uh, the, all of this stuff is from like the bookshelves in Toriel and Asgore's I I mean homes. I read that stuff but I man that that's weird. I don't know. I the idea that Toriel recreates her home from the castle in the ruins makes so much more sense to me than Asgore built the same house twice after he was divorced in an attempt to get Toriel to come back? Were they uh, already divorced at that point? No, because there was a second throne at the... What the fuck is here's, happening here's, here? Here's one of the book from Snowden Library. Fearing the humans no longer, we moved out of our old city home. We braved harsh cold, damp swampland, and searing heat... Until we reached what we now call our capital, New Home. That's Snowden and okay. Waterfall yeah, yeah, yeah. and Hotland. I can follow. I mean, I follow that. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Weird. It, I don't know. Because I thought. I thought originally home was above ground. Is what I thought, I guess. I thought home was back before they got kicked underground. Home is the first city of monsters founded in the underground after the war ended and the monsters were trapped behind the barrier. Home was later abandoned when monsters moved into New Home. Was there a reason why they moved into New Home? Uh, all it says is fearing humans no longer, they moved closer to... Maybe it was because of the first human. Like, a first human showed up and they, like, realized that they could be around humans and not be scared, so they moved closer to the barrier to try and, like, figure out how to get past that it. Doesn't... No, because the first human that fell down there, I guess that was... But then how did Asriel get out? To get killed? He, uh... Oh, it's because the kid died before... He went out and he absorbed his... Okay, okay, okay. okay. Never mind, I got it. I got right. it. I figured it out. I've yes, solved it. I've connected the dots. Um, anyway. Also, that, that middle form of Asriel where he's an adult goat man, but not like the Technicolor Shadow Wings version, where he's just like a guy, apparently is called God of Hyper Death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some edgelordy shit in this game where I'm like, okay... Where where Sans tells you that uh, 
LV is not love. It stands for level of violence. Shut the fuck up. No, it it is love, but love stands for oh, level, level of, of violence. violence. Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> and what does XP mean? I don't remember. It was execution points. Execution points. Shut the fuck up. My god. <laughs> it's fine. This it's is cringe. Like... No, it's cringe. No, it I I feel like I I my brain is like brushing up against the vibe that it's going for, but it's not something that no. I ever engaged with, but I know what it's going for. You know no. what I mean? No, it's cringe. It's stupid. This, it's five yeah, they went too far. They went it's too fi- far. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like... This isn't a horror game. It is a little bit. Undertale is not a horror game. No, shut it the fuck up. Hor- it has a horror level. It, it tries. It just sucks. It's a horror level. The lights I go guess. out. The spooky monsters. The lights go- this is not a horror game. Listen, it, it's dark, there's locked doors, and a colored key card. I don't know <laughs> what is more horror game than locked doors and colored key cards. I guess, man. I guess a lot of games are uh, horror games that I wasn't thinking about that. I get what you if mean, it was, but I think if that's it was not... the sword key and the cup key... No! Straight out of Resident Evil shit. I mean, this is straight out of Resident Evil. Whatever. We're off the plot. We're we're off we're the plot off here. The, plot. the point is, I thought that all of the emotional beats in this game worked pretty well. Or worked really well, as the case may be. Uh, and that was not your experience. I am not trying to close myself off to Undertale. I would like to mm-hmm. enjoy this. I There are some parts where I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and like, especially the all the Undyne stuff is great. I, I like that fish. That's a good fish right there. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you go to the true lab and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go, I guess I'll go fuck myself because this all sucks and everybody was in on it. Or at least Asgore was, at a minimum. Asgore definitely yes. knew what was happening down here. So did Alphys. Seems like It seems like Al- Asgore and Alphys were the only ones who really knew. And then Alphys was like... I don't know. Do you think, the, you think the captain of the Royal Guard ever heard about this shit? I have to think no. so. I don't know. She and she and Alphys are pretty buddy buddy. I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. I don't know. I think all that stuff sucks, and it brings the game down a lot. I think it's completely unnecessary. I think that having a having a, like a turn in tone toward something more grim or more dark would be fine i think that this version of that is a little extreme for what the rest of the game is and is a little jarring and you know not as strong as it could be it could be something else that like felt more congruous with the rest of the game but ultimately i think that is like outside of being frustrated with certain boss fights i think that the new lab is is maybe the low point of the game it's bad. Um, it's bad in a game that I already kind of think is not that fun to play. I was... I, I'm i not going to talk about it on this podcast, but I do think that Deltarune is a better version of... is a better game than Undertale. I'm not going to say it's a better version of it because it's a different game, uh, and I had forgotten yeah, different how different game. it was. But I maybe uh, maybe I'll try Delta in at some point because Toby Fox was tweeting about the second part almost being done or something. I don't start episodic games until they're done. Generally, I 
don't even care that it's episodic. I just liked the game that came out because it ends. It has an ending. And I'm kind of worried about it not being done. I thought there was a cliffhanger. I don't remember there being a cliffhanger. I'm pretty there sure there be. is. There could be. I don't From know. From what I, I understand. A, I don't know. Maybe I I'll go download it. I remember a pretty, pretty big climax on that one. But I could be wrong. It's been what, three years now since it came out. I played it the like day it came out. Um, I think the jokes in this game, are a lot of the time, are pretty funny. Like, I don't have anything against Toby Fox. I just think the emotional beats and the... Yeah. Just don't hit. They're, they are not hitting. The last and thing also, the about... hype doesn't help. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about Deltarune real quick is that normal people take four hours to beat it. So take that as you will, Molly. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably take four hours to beat it. Okay. I got almost the exact same time on this run of this game than I did the first time I played it. Huh. It was... It was uh, my first run was 413 minutes, which uh, Homestuck fans enjoy that, I guess. Uh, but my second run was like 410 or something like that. It's very funny. I, I, mine was inflated. I left the game on. Oh, you so. did? Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I, mine was at like 600 or something. Sure. And I know that's not true. No. <laughs> no There's no easily way. 12 hours added or some shit. I don't know. 12? Yeah. Maybe not 12, but. No, because that's only 10 hours total, Nora. Yeah, it was 12 hours too long. <laughs> you beat it uh, in negative two hours. That's right. I beat it two hours before I started. That's um, what watching an LP is. Uh, oh, well, that was my experience with this game. When I it know. was new, I watched a Let's Play of it, and that's why I like the, the sort of like incongruity between run, between like n- neutral ending and true pacifist stuff, and then having seen the not not any of the um really of the the genocide run outside of the final uh, sure sans not i guess sans isn't even the final boss is he no i think he is i think that's where it stops oh okay because you like end the timeline or something the the Uh, genocide route is about you like destroying time over and over again there's other things where like at the end of the genocide run if you want to reset you can sell your soul and reset and then after that you can still do a like a true pacifist run but you the character you play is different um, what does that and mean that, that gets into this the the the, the, the creepy pasta side of undertale stuff with chara um that is like underpinning all of the other undertale stuff but doesn't really matter It's there if you want to dig into it. And people have built YouTube careers off of, like... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Undertale lore explained the secret dark history of Undertale. And it's about, like, this this fucked up little kid with a knife. Oh, yeah, I've seen this on Tumblr. Yeah. Because there's, there's Frisk, and there's the first human, and maybe... Chara is the first human or something or another person. I Weird that really she had know. a knife though. Yeah. Do we have anything else to add before we move on to questions? Toriel voice, what do you have there? A knife! <laughs> a knife. <laughs> no! You can die to Toriel. You can. It takes it takes effort. It takes some doing. Because she does try to avoid you. 
But if you do, there's one frame of her looking completely shocked that she killed a child. Maybe she'll just call Asgore and be like, hey, honey. Great news. (laughs) Grab a cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Got, Um, Got something that needs taken care of down here. No, this doesn't mean you can text me again. Priscilla has um, texted me and let me know there is 1,000% a cliffhanger at the end of Deltarune. Okay. I also remember there being hidden stuff in that game that I didn't look for. So Probably. I don't know. Maybe I'll look at it. I I generally like... Like I said, I generally like the stuff in this. It just doesn't work for me the way it works for everybody else. Uh, yeah. And I think the Asriel stuff is stupid. I like it. But. I wish... I wish there was a larger presence for that character because then it would work. But as it is, he kind of just shows up and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, and they have to give you the, they give you the new lab so that you know it's him. I think, and also that's a bad part of the game. So it doesn't help. Yeah. It's weird because like, (laughs) so the plot of this game is that Asriel has a severe parasocial relationship with you. Now, I don't know about all this. Because he's, like, projecting his relationship with the first human onto you, a different person. Oh, okay. I thought you said Asgore at first. Yes, Asriel. Yes, sure, I If I said Asgore, I meant Asriel. I don't know. I could have just misheard. Um... So it is interesting that you say that this guy has no presence in the game when he doesn't have any presence in the game because you, you don't know him. And yeah, I but that, that the, sucks. <laughs> I, but you are playing the character who makes friends with everybody, even if you don't know them. That's how you. That's how that character works. Yeah, but I it's not a big deal. It's not ideal. It's not hard to be friends with people. It is when they're trying to kill you. Not in a video game. It's very easy. You just do it. I have a question for you, Molly. Okay. If people wanted to send questions to the podcast, where would they send them? Uh, they would send those to journalupdated at gmail.com. Journalupdated at gmail.com. Wow. There's the second time for you. I know you were going to want it. I was going to want it. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, you go ahead and start because I have to click over to this page. So, June asks... Hey, Molly and Nora. Excited to hear the Undertale chat. Please have some questions. Has the intense hype around the game affected your opinion of it at all? Yes. Uh... No? Not really. Um... I'm also not around... Uh... In in places where... Undertale is... Is held up in this way... Um, Luke and Ashley fucking loved Undertale, so that did not help me. Yeah, that's different. Like I, I was in, like when I engaged with Undertale, when I watched that Let's Play, it was new, and I had no friends, and uh, I was not a social person anyway, and so I just never was around people who had opinions about Undertale, or if they did, they didn't really ever bring it It up. wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we all know the funny Skeleton Man theme song. Uh, so, so in that sense, like, I was never really exposed to the 
Okay, the other thing that I was exposed to was uh, Matt Pat gives Undertale to the Pope. <laughs> he <laughs> did, did give Undertale about. to the Pope. He get, he did not give Undertale to the Pope. He gave the Pope a Steam code for Undertale. Wait, he gave him a Steam code? I thought it was he a gave, USB drive. He gave him a Steam code. What an idiot. What a fucking fool. Anyway. Uh, do you have a favorite song in the game? Uh, oh, I wish I knew the names of any of the songs. Um, you can just say the context. The, the Asgore fight music is fucking incredible. Um... Chris had me listen to the uh, Undying Genocide run music, which is really good, too. Oh, yeah. Here's here's the problem with the Asgore fight music. Yeah. And maybe this isn't a problem for everybody. Okay. But there's a video of Sans Undertale and... I can already tell Nagito you this is not going to be a problem for me. <laughs> and, and Nagito Kamida, I think that's his name. The, the Danganronpa guy. Okay, sure dancing over this music while someone sings a song about how Kanye West likes fingers in his ass. What the fuck? What are you talking about? (laughs) That was like a South Park thing, right? No, it's just a video on YouTube. No, the Kanye West likes fingers... Oh, maybe it's a different thing. No, that was the fish sticks thing was the Kanye West South Park thing. I don't know, man. That sounds like it sucks. It's stuck in my brain. Bummer. Will I edit that into this part of the podcast? Please don't. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Please do not. Maybe. I put a bookmark in the track. Who knows do what will happen? Do not put that in this podcast, <laughs> Nora. What's the worst that could happen? A lot. I could hate it, and that would be bad. Um... The final, final, final battle song is fantastic. The Azrael stuff, fantastic. The very, um, there's a couple songs. It, I feel like it goes through a few songs in that fight, and a couple of them are mid, uh, but there's some good stuff in there. Um, I could be wrong, though. It could just be different parts of the same song, but uh, if that's true, some parts of that song are kind of boring. Bone Trussle, fucking great. People love that shit. Also, I didn't hear it in this playthrough, but Megalovania is a fucking banger. Like, Megalovania rips! I'm not going to pretend it's not the one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in a video game. Like, it's just really, really good. Uh, as, as many people have said, the Homestuck version, I think, is better. Maybe I w- will read Homestuck now, because I'll have a podcast to go with it. But, um... I don't know that version. And I just think that at the end of the day, memes aside, like fame aside, Megalovania top 10 video game songs. Yeah, for sure. It's on that it, it makes it it makes it on that list. Absolutely. Whip slaps owns. It whips the devil's scrot as they say. Uh, did you have a favorite enemy or boss? Uh Greater Dog is good. I like the dogs. Temmie is good. So I discovered the thing about the dogs. What is that? Um, If you unequip the stick, you can use that as an item to immediately end any dog fight. Yes. It's really good. 
Um, there's one fight where it's two dudes in armor in Hotland, where you have uh-huh. to like clean the other guy's armor, and then the other one turns gay for that guy, or is gay uh-huh. for that guy, and then uh-huh. they go make out somewhere. That's great. I think that's fun. That's pretty good. That made me um, laugh. Favorite enemy or boss? Uh, I, I just, I just really like Azrael. I just think it's mm-hmm. really good. No, no. <sighs> Um, I'm gonna skip your Delta Rune question because we've actually answered it in our. Yes, discussion we've already order. done this. Uh, what video game would you give to the Pope as a representation of gaming? The only thing I would give to the Pope is a knife in the ribs. I that has to have happened, right? I mean, somebody's killed a Pope at some point. How many Popes have been murdered? <laughs> If Google doesn't there, give you an instant number on this, I'm going to be pissed. There have been 266 popes, and of those, 42 what? have died before their natural expiry date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, many have been martyred for their faith. Some have been bumped off by rival factions within the church. A few have been caught in the wrong bed and suffered the consequences, and one fell off a mule. No such thing as a good pope. List of popes who died violently on Wikipedia. Let's, Let's fucking, fucking go. go. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't kill the pope. FBI agents who are listening. What does the FBI care about the pope? Excuse me, Vatican agents who are listening. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's easily 30 popes on this list. But it, ha- it does have martyr popes. Murder. Okay, no murdered popes. Here we go. I don't go. want martyr popes. I want murdered popes. And there's six dubious entries. Oh, dubious popes. We have seven murdered popes. That's it. On, according to Wikipedia. God, the course of history was boring. Uh, I'm not seeing any of them stabbed. So the f- Okay. Well, first thing for everything. Yeah. You're an from, yeah, from Turtle Ant. Uh, so if you had to have a Homestuck song become your throwing hands anthem, what are you picking? I don't know. Is there a good one for that? Homestuck song? It's a comic. Oh, Homestuck. I, I, I said Undertale in my brain. Uh, shit. Dude, I know there's, there's actually so many Homestuck, Homestuck songs. But it, there are really so many to... Homestuck songs. <laughs> um, I will say the third one for me. What are you talking about? The third one that shows up. Whatever that one is. In Homestuck? Uh-huh. Uh, I'd have to think about it. I don't remember what it is. There's there's a lot of good fight themes in Homestuck. You could just cheat and say Megalovania. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Megalovania. <laughs> it's very easy. I forgot. <laughs> if you were an Undertale monster, what would you look like? What's your gimmick to end the fight peacefully? Uh... You know how there's a lot of dog fights. There's no cat fights, so I feel like I will have to fill in that in that mm. gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the gimmick? Is it petting you? No, you like give me catnip and I just leave. Oh, okay. Uh hmm. If I were an Undertale monster, I would be a sad microphone. A sad microphone. Yeah. Does somebody have to like sing a happy song? To they have you? to like podcast. Into they have me. to do a karaoke. 
<laughs> they have to do a, a, like, a, like a stand-up bit into me. Oh, okay. It's weird when you say it like that. I want you to stand up into me. <laughs> okay, next next question. Mm-hmm. We have a follow-up from Turtle Ant. Follow-up from Am Turtle Ant. Am I a bad person because my response to Asgore breaking the act button, it's the it's the mercy, mercy button. button, same thing, whatever. Uh, wasn't being upset, but instead just being like, if that's how you want it, big boy. No, that's good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he threw down the gauntlet. You gotta kill him. I, I truly think that that you should have a peaceful way to end that fight. It would make, it would also make Flowey coming in and killing him more impactful. I just think it's it's a strong statement to, like, have the character literally just remove the option off the menu. For yes, you to and it's fight. an even stronger moment to have it come back because you're stronger than that. Yeah, it does come back, but it doesn't, no, it doesn't. have, like, it's, <laughs> it's not appears. the same thing. It does not appear unless you mean after you kill him, which is not what I'm talking about. Cannot stress enough that that is not what I'm talking about. Read the next email. You re- Okay, I'll read the next email. That's right. The next one comes in from Hannah. Uh, how do you feel like Undertale would be received if it came out today? I feel like its greatest game of all time reception when it came out was absolutely a product of a very specific moment in Tumblr fandom dynamics. And also, it kind of came in under the wire before the last few years, which were pretty much nothing, no matter how well received stays as the center of cultural conversation for more than a few weeks. Do you think it could still make a huge flash splash if it came out today? Do you think any indie RPG could make an Undertale-level splash if it came out today? Yeah. Uh it, yeah, probably. Anything could. Um, yeah, I, I guess I never doubt that that is possible. It's it's hard to think about Undertale coming out today because of how influential it is. Um, yes. And how many things are, like, in conversation with Undertale. Um, I think part of this is... Like, a lot of people compare this to Earthbound, right? Like, that's, that's kind of a, a I thing. I guess so, yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people have a really strong response to Earthbound even today. So, it, I don't know. Maybe people just like this style of game. Or that I mean, style of emotional, you know. There's also something to be said for any game that comes out and has, like, a cool moment where, like, the game knows it's a game and, like, interferes with your video or, like, crashes to desktop. Like, that's gonna be popular that's gonna hit every time it didn't last as long but doki doki literature club was like kind of the same thing right i don't no idea i don't know what that is oh okay well i (laughs) i think it kind of had the same splash it wasn't as obviously not as big but i do think it was like whoa dude you've never seen a game do this before but also which it very much had but whatever there's there's like the thing about undertale in that is that that is at the, after all this other like jokes and things that that will catch on and stuff. Um, but yeah. I think that that will always grab the attention of people uh, when it happens. Like when you have like the psychomantis thing. Like those will, those will always be standout little moments, even if the games they're in don't necessarily uh, stick around in the consciousness as much. But that, I, I feel like that kind of thing will always hit. For th- Go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, it is hard looking at video games right now and seeing, like, 
Among Us is already kind of on its way out. And is it? I feel like I'm still seeing a lot of that. I feel like there was like a critical mass moment. And it's a little um, bit less now. Yeah, sure. Like, video games are in a weird place right now anyway because of everything. <laughs> yeah, because of gestures um, widely. Uh, but, like... It's... I mean, it, it's, it's also kind of hard to, to know what's going to stick around until it does. I have a powerful statement to make about this question. Okay. There will not be another Undertale until there is another Homestuck. Hmm. One, what that leads into the other, one million percent. Everybody who played Homestuck made the Undertale thing happen. There needs to be another Homestuck level thing happen before another Undertale can happen. Do you think that something like the, um, the sort of like Voltron, Shira, Steven Universe, those dynamics are comparable? Or. No, because Homestuck is one guy. That's one guy and then a bunch of people who make music. And Toby Fox okay. is one of the people who made music for Homestuck, which is why, like, people tracked it from there to there, you know? Okay. I was just going on, like, fandoms, like, big fandoms. but I mean, sure, but, okay. like, I guess I guess if, like, Rebecca Sugar's assistant made a video game, maybe it catches like this. But, it's, <laughs> but like, a Steven Universe isn't Homestuck, you know? Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's... A Homestuck was the biggest thing. No, Homestuck is Homestuck. (laughs) But there's not going to be anything that... Or something that big needs to happen again. Mm -hmm. For there to be another Undertale. We have a second question from Hannah. Uh, Yeah, thinking about the genocide route and how much it tisk-tisks at the player for doing standard video game things, have any games in the how-dare-you-play-a-video-game mold really worked for you guys? Uh, we talked about this last month. No, it sucks. It's stupid. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, there's um, a second half to this question that I didn't read. I.e. games that have pretty standard play patterns, but then try to make the player feel bad for calling to attention. How casually cruel it would be enga- it, it'd be to engage in those play patterns. I feel like that vibe is mostly a punching bag these days, but did a game that ever used it really land for either of you? No, I think it's the dumbest shit in the world. I can't think of any time that it's it's landed. Um, I haven't played Spec Ops The Line. I know people talk that one up as like the good version of that, but I I can't imagine it's that, that good. That is on our longer list for Journal Updated, I think. Yeah, maybe at some point. I don't know. I don't it's, think there's any choices in that game, are there? I th- oh, well, every moment is a choice to continue oh, shut playing the, the video game. Shut the fuck up. Read the next question. Uh, the The only thing that I can think of is the kind of opposite of this, where there's a level in the Order eighteen eighty six where Galahad's like, "These are just these are just guys. We're we're not. They're just doing their job. These are just like normal guards. These aren't like the villains. We have to not kill them." And then you go through a level and you kill like fifty, sixty guys, and no one. No one like no one bats an eye. Yeah, that that kind of thing is always funny to me. (laughs) It's kind of funny, but but also I think it's very stupid. Yes, it's your classic Ludo narrative dissonance. I simply think they should never call attention to that. M writes in. 
Hey gang, I always had a strange relationship with Undertale because I played it the week it came out, got the, the one ending for like killing one or two people but otherwise not doing any of that, and then never thought about it again. It was a slightly too hard RPG riff I enjoyed meeting the weirdos in. I love Napstabluk. Oh, Napstabluk's cult- great. And the culture around it happened. I often struggle with approaching popular things because fandom flattens nuance and makes context almost impossible. A one-man cute RP- JRPG with shmup battles sounds chill and not sounds chill and not one of the biggest small games ever made, but here we are. I don't know how to navigate this, but I'm wondering what other media is like this for you. And how you try to get over cultural pressure to enjoy stuff on your own terms. Uh, like I said, Undertale was never one of these for me. It was just kind of like, like it happened, and then it was there, and it existed. And I never like forgot about it, but it, it was never uh, stifling or like crushing in that way. Um... I guess the... There are some Zelda and Final Fantasy titles that are kind of this to me. Of, like, too popular, too assumed that, like, I know I'm not, like... If I revisit or visit for the first time, as the case may be, I'm just not going to be in that the way that so many people are sure yeah i don't know i don't know if i really have i mean this was absolutely one of those it's it's just hard to engage with that stuff when everybody loves it so much and then you come out on the other end you're like that was fine it's it's really difficult and it does not make me want to go back to it it's it's interesting because it's like another thing like this has been chainsaw man um where like Everyone I know got really into Chainsaw Man, and then I didn't yeah. read it. And now it's all calmed down. So I'm like, oh, I could. Nobody sent um, us anything about Chainsaw Man. I do want to read it at some point. The other thing is uh, a weird one. Gideon the Ninth. Um, because I just saw this posted over and over and over again. Like, lesbian necromancers in space, which is not what that book is about, actually. Um, and it just... I eventually did, like, check it out because I'm an aspiring goth and I like skeletons. And what I found in that book was not, oh, this is the, like, sapphic representation. What I found is, like, this is a pretty frustrating but still very enticing book that I want to know more about despite my, like, problems that I have with it. Um, Yeah. And I think that it's it's actually funny that Homestuck keeps coming up because Tamsin Mirror has is known does Homestuck uh, fanfic. D- who would used to write a lot of uh, Homestuck fanfic. And what was fact, she shipping? Dedi- in fact, dedicated the first book to a uh, like pretty popular Homestuck fan fictionist. What was Tamsin Mirror's ship? I can find this if you really want. I want to know. I need to judge her. Okay, so this is from her Tumblr here, where somebody asks, um, you've mentioned several times that you have a fanfic writing background, are you happy to tell your fans where we can find you, or do you prefer to keep your real life writing separate? And she did link her AO3 account. So, here's the deal, I don't know Homestuck, so I'm going to hit you with some... Some names. Just here? hit me with some ships. 
Okay, so we've got Gamzi Makara. Disgusting. And, I'm disgusted and, already. And Terezi Pyro. Disgusting! <laughs> Foul! <laughs> we've got Gamzi again and Karkat Vantes. That's less, that's less gross. Uh, is the and typically, like, not a romantic ship? Is that just, like... The ampersand? Versus, like, yeah, versus a slash? I think the slash is when it's a relationship. I think that's AO3 convention. Okay, well, we've got Gamzee, Makara, and Tavros Nitram. Is that a slash or is it an and? It's an and. Only hit me with the slashes, okay. I think. Tavros Nitram slash Vriska Circuit. Disgusting. No, I hate Tavros. Uh, I'm scrolling down to the next one. That was all one. That was all, was all one hun- one hundred thirty thousand word fic. My God. We've got Eridan Ampora. Okay. And Feferi Pikes. Disgusting. Uh, we've got Eridan Ampora and Solux Captor. No. What the fuck? <laughs> This is all nonsense to me. This sucks. I've got Carcat Vantus and Terezi Pyrope. Okay, yeah, sure. Carcat Vantus and Solux Captor? Yeah, sure, whatever. Gamzee Makara and Feferi Pikes? No, disgusting. Solux Captor and Terezi Pyrope? <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> this is just. This is just nuts. John Egbert and Vriska Circuit. Those are names yeah. I know. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, Terezi Pyrobe, Dave Strider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's normal. John Egbert, Carcat Vantas. Yeah. I. That. Yeah. That. People. People like that. Uh. The. The. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil Homestuck. I'm just gonna let these names be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will leave you with um, Rose Lalonde and Kanaya Mariam. It's the OTP, baby. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, that's your little glimpse into Tamsin Muir's Homestuck <laughs> uh, fanfic on Disgusting. this, our journal updated episode about Disgusting. Undertale. There was no way this wasn't going to happen. It's fine. I, I I do know that some of those are things that she wrote for other people. Yeah, th- I mean, yeah, that, it's that's fine. Yeah. It's just some people uh, just uh, are fools. Sure, I know who Rose and John are, and Dave Strider. Yeah. Um, I don't know that any of those other characters actually exist. Oh, they do. It's I'm unfortunate. I feel like if there was a fourth character, I would uh, I would know about it. Damn. This bitch says she well, never heard of Riska. The, there was that one guy in the desert that I saw. So maybe that's... Maybe yeah! That's circuit. No. Or circuit. Carcass. No, Riska Circuit. Riska one... Circuit. <laughs> I, I, I finished the Riska Circuit on Mario Kart last night Shut on like 250 cc. <laughs> 250cc, is that even an option? I don't think it is. Um, do you want to read Jackson's, or should I? Uh, I don't even know who read M's. I'll read Jackson's. 
Um, Jackson says, hey folks, I mostly like Undertale. It's a fun time, though I think all the meta stuff is needless and ultimately, ultimately superfluous to a story that already had clear and simple themes to follow. But paradoxically, these are the reasons the games is so popular, as is often the case with two clever games about games. Uh, the question is, are there any games that do meta text well, or is there always a new one of these for a new generation and it's kind of mid? Uh, and Jackson says it could be worse. Teens just three years later had Doki Doki Literature Club for this. So oh, that's what there that it is. Okay. Yeah, DDLC is Doki Doki Literature Club. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, I, it's a visual novel that everyone thought was very um, subversive, and it's not. Wow. That could describe like 17 visual novels. Sure can. Uh, meta text. Um... I don't think so. I don't think I have any games that I like with meta text. I mean, I, I I do really like Metal Gear Solid. I haven't played those. Maybe I will one day. But at this point, I feel like I could just let it go. Yeah, you know, they're not making any new ones, so the the sure like, bar of content is set. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it has never been a better time <laughs> to get into Metal Gear. I don't know. They got that Death Stranding DLC coming out. I'm excited for that, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I I know in my heart that there is a whole world of cool interactive fiction out there that we just don't know about. Maybe. Maybe we'll find it. I don't know. If you've got, like, a line on cool, like, text stuff and if stuff let us know that's something we 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 don't really know much about and i i at least would be interested in in checking that stuff out sure uh next email comes in from crystal no it doesn't no no there's one from may oh okay it was marked as red so i didn't click it well it's because i was (laughs) whatever writes in I haven't played Undertale in a handful of years, but I have very fond memories of it, and I'm eagerly anticipating Deltarune's next chapters. I'm sure you've already talked about Undertale's saving equals manipulating reality meta-commentary. I don't think we... Well, kinda. Kinda. I mentioned that Flowey uses save states on you, which is really cool, because uh, as a person who grew up using a Super Nintendo emulator as, like, my home console... um, using save states was just a thing that i learned how to do at like seven and like it was it's neat to to see um a a character in a game do that to you i just that is cool um i'm curious what your thoughts on the game's more creepypasta adjacent moments are this is where uh molly's going to make a fart noise (laughs) uh no i'm not gonna make a fart noise the stuff with Gaster, some of what happens on the No Mercy route, etc. It's a style of horror that I have a particular weakness for, and I'm curious if you think it works here or elsewhere. Uh, I could be into it. Like, I certainly have a Marvel Hornets podcast, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think that's mostly past for me. I'm re-engaging with Marvel Hornets now for a podcast. Um, and I'm, I still have, like, a little bit of affection for that kind of horror, but also... At this point, it really feels not aimed at me. I um, think the stuff with Gaster just sounds like stuff that wasn't implemented, and I don't think it's that interesting. Yeah. I think that this, the Gaster stuff, I don't know that much about it, 
but it reminds me of certain things that show up where people ascribe maybe a bit more intentionality to certain things than is actually there. Uh, because making video games is hard and messy. Yeah. And uh, it's also not the most interesting because, like we said, the horror parts of Undertale are the weakest parts of Undertale. Um, I would be much more interested in asking Toby Fox, hey, what horror games did you play that made you, like, want to put the true lab yeah. in? Like, I want to play the, the horror games that Toby Fox played that inspired that stuff not anything i don't want more of that stuff you know what i mean yeah i get the feeling it's gonna be stuff like um yume nikki or clock tower that's the, like the vibe i get but you know i don't know what you're talking about uh from crystal uh crystal sent two emails um the first one says, what are you, some of your favorite obscure RPG Maker games? I have never played an RPG Maker game. Me either. Uh, <laughs> Can't help I you like here. Um, I made kind of one last year. Um, it works, I think. Yeah. I would like to play more of those. Uh, I downloaded one that I never got around to. Let's keep... I think it was... What's... Wada Nohara and the Great Blue Sea. Uh, It's a very cute looking game about a little witch girl. She's like ocean themed. But I never got more than like five minutes in. Oh, well that's not very far at all. No. No. Uh, I booted it up and was like, oh, I'm not actually in a mood to play a game that controls like this right now. (laughs) Yeah, um, I will. Um, I'll read the next email if you get that Twitter question ready that I know we have. Um, Crystal's second email says, "One, can you explain the gaster shit to me? I'm like five, or no? Excuse me. She says, can you explain the gaster shit to me? Like I'm five. Cannot do either of those. I can explain it. All right, let's go. And this is canon. This is true. This is real." Regardless of if I say something that is contradicted anywhere else on the internet, the Gaster stuff is unused assets that have an ARG tacked on after the fact to make use of content that had no place in the game otherwise. Alright, there you go. That's just true. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I think we got a DM and a reply, is that right? I don't know if we got a reply. I didn't. I don't. You have that account. I don't. No, we didn't get a reply that was a question. Okay. Uh, We have a DM from Jake. Since this was a game no one would shut up about when it released, I couldn't avoid seeing basically all of it by proxy, but people still tell me that I should play it for the experience. As such, I've never played Undertale and stubbornly refused to, despite knowing it would be very much my shit. Are there any games that you've deliberately avoided that you know are good TM for any reason, good or bad? Uh, I guess Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I guess Earthbound. <laughs> I I just don't go back and play Super Nintendo games all that often. Maybe I should. I've been trying to do more of that, but, you know, I like shiny Super new Nintendo stuff, too. Super Nintendo is a strong console. You play it's pretty Doom strong. Thing. You can play. I've heard that. 
It's got a red. I heard it's got a red cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess un, like Earthbound. I must say Undertale. Earthbound is is one of the bigger ones for me because it's like I've always heard that it was really really good and also very quirky in a way that makes me worry that it would not be to my taste humor wise because I'm I can be a weirdly picky bitch about humor sometimes and I just don't want to like play this thing that all my friends love and become away saying oh it was kind of mid because then everyone will just get upset with me yeah um so that's part of why i've never i've never played earthbound um also autumn played it and i get to experience it vicariously sure uh other than that like and my decision to not get into Chainsaw Man is this, but for manga, uh, I just haven't had a chance to read Chainsaw Man mostly, and also I didn't know where to get it because Pris has the Shonen Jump account and I haven't stolen it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's anything else? Uh, there's one other question from Crystal. When we're done with this yeah. one, if you have anything else, I don't think so generally if i avoid something it's to make a friend mad because i like doing that because i'm an asshole it hasn't worked on me i did get you to watch ruby ruby was fun until it wasn't that's ruby (laughs) (laughs) really they managed to go through that arc every season (laughs) yeah it's weird that they pull it off every time (laughs) um last question from crystal uh i feel as if this game is particularly burdened by meta discourse about the discourse around it being both very effusively extolled as uniquely innovative by a certain type of person and also unfairly dismissed as a gay derogatory indie game by a different type of person how can i free myself from the ghosts of other people living my brain start judging things on their own merits uh dude i don't know i just yell about shit all the time uh just play it yourself um, I mean that is that, the real answer, yeah. The real answer is is the like you know I got tired of the way people were talking about Gideon the Ninth, so I read it to see what it was, and found out that it's a thing that I am very invested in, despite having some pretty heavy criticisms of. Uh, and maybe that makes me like it more that it's like this weird imperfect thing. And now I never would have like gotten to that point from other people's reactions to it because literally nobody on the internet is talking about the themes of Harrow the Ninth. Or Gideon the Ninth. The both of them. Either you know one. I mean. The Locked Tomb series, no longer trilogy. Um like just nobody is doing that content or like doing that criticism online because uh There's gays in it. There's gays in it and it's a book and every like book youtube i find is very like very much from uh, criticism from within fandom in a way that prevents them from and also like the types of youtube channels that don't say swear words and so um this leads to like wanting to be more open and accessible which leads to not wanting to piss people off by saying this book is actually kind of shitty yeah. Um. Anyway, by and large, fandoms are cowards. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for questions. That's it for questions. That's it for Undertale. That's it for Undertale. Maybe I'll play Deltarune. I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to Isn't it free? It for you, is it free? Oh, I think I it remember is. it being free. I bet I could find it for free. <laughs> I bet you could. Yes, chapter one, available for free. Is it on Steam? Is that where it was? Uh, it's on Deltarune.com. You can All just right, download it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, um, here we are. Way more content on Undertale than I thought we were going to get. But then again, I did spend five minutes reading Tamsin and Mira's Homestuck Ships. Uh, well, that was not very long at all. Yeah. Anyway. Despite everything, this is still the pod. This is still the pod. Molly, it's time to plug stuff. Uh, okay, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. Uh, I need mayo.com, which will redirect you to uh, the Amory score, also on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Um, as well as uh, Idle on Playtest on Audio Entropy. You should listen to that. It's good. We wrote, me and Luke, we wrote a tabletop game. We're writing a different one with the same uh, like themes. So uh, that'll be fun. Listen to it. It's good. Good show. Listen to it. Uh, Nora. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Finds old stuff that I used to do at norablake.online. I need to update that. Uh, you can find most of my podcasts at exportodd.io, which takes you to the Patreon page for Export Audio. We do lots of podcasts. We do Godzilla's Not Dead, which is a monthly Godzilla podcast with me and Autumn. That's for the $5 patrons. For the normal patrons, patron exclusively, we have Two days after this episode goes up, the first episode of Back to the Ark, which is a Marble Hornets reassessment podcast at a breakneck speed, which means that they're like seven-minute episodes because we're doing an episode after every entry of Marble Hornets. Sure. Uh, some of which are 20 seconds long. Yeah. I also do Rush Jet Radio, a full franchise Mega Man retrospective podcast where we're watching Mega Man EXE, Rockman EXE, Mega Man Anti-Warrior, the anime Every month we watch a batch of episodes. You can catch me on Attention Duelists, which is my Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Right now we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, two episodes at a time. And we might start watching an additional show alongside it uh, as we move into the back half of that and eventually into Yu-Gi-Oh! proper, as we all know it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of anime for the podcast. A lot of anime. Uh, kind of want to watch Arc V... Isn't or, that another uh, Yu-Gi-Oh show? Yeah, we would be watching but, another Yu-Gi-Oh show. But, okay, whatever. I figured you would get to that, like, in order. Well, only the first three series are in the same continuity, to my knowledge. Right, but they come out in a release order. Yeah. Yeah, sure, whatever, I don't know. I mean, we're not doing GX for the podcast. I just have no interest in GX. Damn. But, 5D. You don't want to go to dual school? Shit. No. Boring. Lame. I don't want to go to card game Hogwarts. Boring. I want to ride my motorcycle. And I want no, to play card games on my motorcycle. Fuck, fuck you. You're not my mom. That's true. I'm not. Um. 
Yeah. Uh... Oh, Ars Arcanum. The book podcast. <laughs> One of the two book podcasts. Ars Arcanum is the Brandon Sanderson Cosmere setting podcast where we're going to read all of Brandon Sanderson's books that are in the Cosmere setting. Uh, we're almost done with Elantris. It's a bad book and we're almost done. And then you get to read a good book. Then we get to read three good books. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, The War in Our Stars is my Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast. Right now, we are two books deep in the Thrawn trilogy. That is roughly monthly whenever I can schedule it. Uh, and after that, we will be doing, I believe, the Jedi Academy trilogy, which will feature ghosts and the Sun Crusher super weapon. And... Like on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there will be ghosts on the podcast. Sick. It's got a Luke Skywalker corruption arc, so. Oh, great. Uh, look forward to that. I don't always do the full plug of everything, but I wanted to this time. Just because, like, stuff's launching, stuff's happening. Uh, we're trying to move soon. Yeah. Uh, so, more patrons, the better. Would be better, yeah. Uh, can I just say, uh, absolutely incredible that GX is where you draw the line. For, like, any content. It's just more. It's not different. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but that's where it's, you draw the line. It's very funny. Why? I don't know. I feel like you'll watch a lot of bad shit. Like the entire Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon? Yes! But you draw <laughs> the line at Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is so much longer than you think it is. I don't care. Okay. You usually torture yourself more than this, that's all. I don't torture myself. Alright. Anyway. I mean, we did play Mass Effect. We did, we sure did. But we gave that an earnest shot. Yeah. We gave it, we, you know, I I opened my heart, and Mass Effect pissed on it. What are we playing so, next month, Nora? Next month, we're playing Deus Ex. I had to load. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Uh what we were playing next month but it is deus ex um an old game but maybe one of the most available old games yeah. out there you can get that one i just bought it for 97 cents yeah on top of that it's like one of the most like pirated cla- yeah. like in the realm of like classic pc games like thief or system shock or whatever like that like deus ex is one of the most popular most pirated games so it is easy to find whether you're willing to spend money or not uh and then after that next month after that in uh the october episode um the october 1st episode mind october 1st not the spooky one yeah because november 1st is closer to halloween than october 1st so the october 1st one is not spooky this is my reasoning yeah. Uh, we're going to be playing a game called Late Shift, which is a um, what's the word? FMV game. That we know nothing about. This could go so bad. <laughs> this could go really bad. It could go but really badly, but Nora um, found it on Steam and... I remember it from a quick look. Do you? Yes. I remember it from a giant bomb quick look like four years ago. Okay, no, you're not thinking of this game. You are thinking of... Oh my god, what is it called? No, no. 
I I also know about. They did a different F. Okay, that's okay. So it's not contradiction. You're thinking of. It's not contradiction. Okay. If contradiction fit into this podcast, you know we would play that. Um, but yeah, Deus Ex, and then after that, Light Shift. Um, I played through part of the tutorial for Deus Ex just yesterday, and then had to put on my wrist brace. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how to change the mouse sensitivity. Uh, yeah. That's it. This was the pod. This was, uh, yep, uh-huh. Uh, consider this journal updated. <laughs> updated. There you go. Updated my journal. <laughs> I had the mode again. We I have forgot. an outro.